This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. Just want to throw it out there before we begin that there were a few little audio glitches, uh, mostly on my track. Um, So you'll notice some beeping now and then. It's a little annoying, but nothing you can't get through. And the good news is uh, Nick does most of the talking on this one. So uh, you'll be spared that noise for most of it. So, all right, with that in mind, on with the show. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. This is exciting. Mikkel Morrison out of (laughs) Melbourne, Australia. What? Nick Lago in boring Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh, man. Mikkel's killing us right now. I know. Now. I forgot that yeah. I was going to be able to introduce myself like that today. Yeah. We, we, we have to record upside down and in the middle of the night to make room for Mikkel. Oh, so. I know. You guys are so accommodating. Yeah. And don't flush, a, <laughs> don't flush a toilet or anything because you never know. It could go the we wrong way. It goes way. the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> oh. know all about that. So shout out to our Australian listeners. Uh, you could buy Mikkel a fosters or something yeah. oh, still there oh my gosh you know what which by the way is reminding me of a really cute story that happened just a week ago i'm wearing my uh-huh. um t public um deeply graphic design cast t-shirt one of the ones that we cool. designed and i haven't showered little plug there. i went straight they call it the bottle <laughs> store i went straight to the liquor store i have two bottles of vodka in hand i'm all grubby Uh-oh. Um, one of our listeners, she's a doll. She came up to me. And, Shut up. She's like, yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> she came up to me. This was incredible. And I was so taken aback. I was not prepared for it. And I looked like shit. So I wasn't sure what to do with myself. But she was out of battery on her phone. Otherwise, she said um, I would request a selfie. I happened to not have my phone on me at the time. Oh, no. I know. I felt terrible. Um, but it totally took me That's off guard. Awesome. She was such a sweetheart about it. So... Anyway, Corinne, I remember your name. Thank you so much for wow for set, um, setting a little time aside to explain like where you're what at. With crazy timing! The goals Imagine that the you timing. have and how much you listen to our show. It was just so sweet. Imagine the timing yeah. for that to happen. I know, That's awesome. That's it was great. just at a. I, it was just at a local grocery um, in the Doreen area, which is just outside of downtown Melbourne, and mm-hmm. she was just an ecstatic little doll and I'm just have my jaw open like what's go- what the fuck is going on here I'm sure I just look like an idiot <laughs> you got you got your first uh, star, star sighting well exactly oh my I was gosh, just gonna that's say, what Jason said sighting. I was like come on that sounds so cheesy but I, I guess I get, Jason's like way. whoa uh, you're popular <laughs> it was so sweet it was so sweet but she I mean so no, the design cool. was going across my chest and I was like why does this chick look like she's constantly looking at my boobs and I was like oh that's right no way she must have been like what the hell are you doing here <laughs> oh my gosh that was probably very confusing I'm so for sorry. her and I'm oh, so sorry you had story. to see me in a baseball cap without a shower and two bottles of vodka <laughs> In hand at the time. Yeah, well, it's, it's the Australian way, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. Now we've that's lost great. our Australian listeners, but that's cool. <laughs> no, I, I need to start wearing that T-shirt around so I can just get get people to recognize. That's just our side. coincidental, yeah. isn't that? It's just coincidental. I've never had that. It's crazy. Oh, totally. Crazy. Yeah, I don't think the the. It's not like we're that blown up to where. No. Hardly anyone out in public would ever That's know. That, yeah, that would be hilarious, too. I know. Too. Yeah, that'd be funny. Good for you. What a cool What a cool. It was experience. cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Right. So if you if we aren't going to run into you in person, we still want to, you know, thank you for listening <laughs> mm-hmm. and telling a friend and <laughs> thank you. giving us those five-star reviews on iTunes and all that. We count on that. Um, for sure. Yeah, it's how we... How we get more people listening to us, and we have all you guys to thank for being around for as long as we've been around. So, very cool. Thanks again for that, uh, Nick. What's going on with you? Um, let's see. 
pretty loaded. The, the 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 client list is kind of exploding right now, and things are good. I'm in I'm in a bit of state of panic, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is always a good thing. Um, and students are ramping up for the end of the year. Perfect timing for our our episode today. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm having a good time trying to stay positive when things are kind of crazy, you know. Well, it sounds like we are all super busy, and one thing that will take it off our plates is graphicstock.com. It's amazing to just be able to find the images you want pretty quickly and painlessly because we all need them, Mm -hmm. as we know. Um, You know, we've been at this game for quite a while of design, and, you know, back in the day we used to have to kind of scrounge for stuff on the internet with watermarks on it and, you know, show it to our clients like, don't mind the watermark. We'll, <laughs> the we'll actually buy this <laughs> if you approve it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Which just makes it so hard because most clients, as you know, can't really visualize. visualize. Yeah. <laughs> Versus if you show them a comp that's like beautiful with funny, like though, really high res photos. Visualize. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. No, there's they several things. They all want it simple. Yeah. They all can tell up front. <laughs> And, uh, and they always, they're very quick with feedback, mm-hmm. always. <laughs> That's what they'll tell you anyway, but in, in approval. But anyway, so um, graphicstock.com has, you know, the largest unlimited download library of graphics, photos, vectors, which is important, illustrations you can pull apart and change. Um, they've got, you know, over 350,000 now, and they're growing all the time. And they're launch, launching a new collection Featuring thousands of new futuristic and dream-inspired images Ooh. in April. That's like their new thing this Dream? month. Dream-inspired images. Right. So get that. <laughs> and these these now all come included with your subscription. And you know, don't forget the downloads. Once you download them, are yours forever, even after your subscription or your trial ends. That's crazy. We'll get to that trial in a minute. And they're 100% royalty free. So theoretically, you could do this trial download everything you can download yeah, yeah. and then just keep them forever. Totally. Uh, so, you know, we're, we've worked out a deal with them. We're giving away seven days of graphic stock so you can try it out and just explore the new collection for free. So go to graphicstock.com slash design cast uh, to start downloading and get started today. That's graphicstock.com slash design cast for this offer of free seven days. Perfect. And a deal. All right, Nicholas, uh, you're the resident uh, professor uh, please, of the group. Yeah, refer to me. Yes. Refer to me as Professor yeah. Longo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about this earlier today, and one of the cool, <laughs> one of the neat thing of, is happening right now is I didn't realize I was just at a few other schools over the last few weeks, and everyone in in graphic design school class, you name it, is gearing up for the end of the year and hopefully graduating and getting getting their portfolio and all this stuff into gear and i had a really good presentation that i put together and it was really from collaborating with a ton of people and over the last year anytime i saw anybody on twitter write something about being at a portfolio review or doing uh putting it together or being other professors and instructors out there i asked them specific questions about what was missing like what did they not see uh with students putting their portfolios together so going to go over some pointers and some tips here and I think my biggest disclaimer that I think we would all want to say is that there's there's no one way to do this thing. You know, prepping for interviews and prepping for getting out of school and finding a job, every mm-hmm. opportunity is totally different. And don't let anyone yeah. tell you this way or the highway. You know, we're just going to try to give you guys some really good tips to sharpen things up. But, you know, you, you totally get what I'm saying with yeah. the whole it, – it's, mm-hmm. it's just it, it, everyone's different. You might yeah. interview with a creative person. You might interview with a HR person at first. So don't think it's going to be the exact same thing every time. No, it never yeah. is. But I think you've got some good advice for just, you know, general advice. Good. And um, I would also say, too, if anyone's listening who, you know, thinks this doesn't apply to you, you're you're further along. This is all pretty solid stuff just in terms of job interviewing and just kind of sprucing up your portfolio. Yeah, exactly. As it needs it, you know. So. Yeah. Don't go away. There's still some stuff here for Please. you. Please, yeah, for sure. Because cool. I think it's all common sense stuff to to hear, but then to actually put it into play for a lot of us. I know. I trust me. The things that I get to like teach and 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 explain to students. The next day, I'm sitting there going, uh, maybe I should do that for myself. <laughs> you sure. know, yeah, we all no, we all can right. learn. That humility um, is awesome. I love that. 
Isn't that neat? We yeah. Can all, and, we can all learn. And we should feel that way because I think that's yeah. how, if, especially if we're creatives. But what, what was interesting was when I was first putting like this information together, what I realized was this first phase or this first thing that I think you should do is what we are not teaching a lot of in school and what I think students are not being challenged to do. And that's very similar to the discovery thing that we talk about when we're even just talking to our clients. And have we done this for ourselves in a way? So I've got like these three steps that kind of lead you through your own discovery as a person. And even as a designer, we should have some things to kind of, you know, have an opinion about and, and who are we and what all those different great questions to help build what will result in your story. And your story is what you use for everything in your portfolio and your resume. Cause Nick, yeah. you gotta tell you a gotta story. You gotta tell a story. <laughs> I think, okay, is this going to be, this is the next t-shirt. We got we to do it. I love that. If anyone like is wondering why we keep talking about that, you got to go back to our uh, How Design Conference episode, I think. That was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Inside jokes. Yep. Anyway. So this, this whole idea about understanding who you are and everything, one of the things someone mentioned when I was uh, at this one retreat, they said something about a designer needs to have something to stand for. They have to have a clear understanding of why they're a designer. What, what three things that you, and I'm going to ask you guys these questions, what, th what list three things you can say that are really about you and your design skills and your, your experience, or even just your approach. You know, how do you go about things out there? And I'll give you my three really quick. And I use these in, in this presentation I just did. The first one I believe is, is, is definitely is hard work. I, I think there's no excuse anymore. Like the, nothing's going to come easy. Talent and luck and timing are all a part of these things. But hard work is something that I just do. And I, and I want to make sure that that's per, when someone's talking to me, they get that. Second one is just being passionate about what we do. I think we're lucky that we've picked a, a creative role and it's a fun job. It's a great job. It's an energetic job and it's a challenging job. So be passionate about it. My third thing, and this came strictly from teaching is just being able to give back. It's like, there's, we're at a point where you can look behind you and say, who's next, who needs help. We love like when we think about our listener questions and everybody that comes through, um, and kind of asks us great questions regarding the podcast. It's a good feeling, you know, to be able to do these mm -hmm. things. And these are the three things I've kind of, you know, kind of capsulated and said, let me let these be, be the, the pillars, you know, and, and you, you use this throughout everything in that from this point on, but to you guys, what, what, what would you stand for? What was, what's one thing you would say you each kind of really believe in? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I, I've got mine. Yeah. Um, the first would be, I'm always curious. I love that. Um, so that what that kind of boils down to is I'm always trying to figure out the next thing that I need to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I know some people kind of get set in their ways and I, I really try not to mm -hmm. because I know that the world moves faster than that. So, um, and the, the other thing I think is, it's definitely, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, um, really intuitive user experience. Good. All, always. And the other thing would be um, the strategy. I, I, I never want to just give a client a pretty website that doesn't do it for me, mm -hmm. and it doesn't do it for them. Um, I, I, I got to develop the strategy that goes behind it yeah. that's going to make them you know, more successful in their business. Yeah. That's what I bring. Yeah, so. and I love the curious one because I think there's got to be one in there that's a little playful or a little bit like mischievous too. You know, like be, be yeah. curious, be willing to learn and, and learn something new for sure. But, um, Mikkel, yeah, I was, what do you got? I, I thrive on that too. If we're all, we're all in realm of consultant consultation businesses. Yeah. So you ha if you don't have that mindset and you're not willing to learn and you're a little miss or Mr. Know-it-all, this isn't going to work. Yeah. It just, mm -hmm. it's one of those, um, it's one of those realms, but also, um, one of mine is a little bit more on the emotional size and is actually applicable to a situation that I came across that has not been awesome since mm -hmm. we came out here. I've had a really ugly back and forth with a long-term client of mine, and I realized that I absolutely thrive on relationships more than I do dollar signs. And, Good. you know, it takes a while to get to that point, understandably, but 
it's just not worth it. Um, yeah. Clients come and mm. go. You don't want to burn bridges. Um, this cities, the whole world is small, and you never know how, if your reputation is going to take a hit. So I just recently had to acquiesce in ways that I wouldn't recommend, and it's because I realized what was making it okay was my my ability to and important the importance that I have of thriving on relationships more so than um, sometimes even the quality of work. To be totally frank with you, yeah, um, no, I love that not, one. That's it's a great. Just not worth it. That's a good humble one to to say. And sure. not easy, not easy. I I mean, yeah. I think um, this circumstance, circumstances like these, um, I know my life partners look at me like, really, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like you when you run your business. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can have its, it can have its ramifications in a really negative way. It can be really difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it's, and you know, at the end of the day, um, in 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 hopes that everything can smooth itself over, um, this particular client ended up saying we really appreciate your transparency. You know, it could have gotten uh, uglier. I just kind of had to shoot straight. Good. And um, that's not easy because you don't know what kind of figures they're looking at from other vendors and so forth. So it can be really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. I think what you, you've summed up too is that you've, your, what you stand for comes out of a lesson learned in a way too sometimes. Absolutely. That's, that is that's absolutely a good one. true. And so that, that I love that you brought that up because I would say think about something you've learned that only experience can give you not I can't we can tell that story but until you go through it you really no, you don't know figure out what you, know, you do right? stand for you know yeah. mm. and and what this does is it kind of leads into the second question that you should be really be asking yourself and this and this is on my new brand strategy sheet as well when I'm talking to a new brand but we should know this too is what is your essence like in plain simple English what do you offer? Like, like what's that. that coolest thing about you? And we've always talked about how you stand out and as a, as a business, but yeah. imagine being a student, imagine being fresh out of school. How do you stand out? And like certain things like about what's the coolest thing about you? Like I still am struggling with kind of figuring that one out. Like yeah. I want to have something really good to write down, but I think I've got my elevator pitch down, but like, what do you guys think? Like, do you can you say what you offer in plain, simple English? I know Wes, so you've, you've, you've mentioned yours in a few this times. Conversation right now. Yeah, this is so what that applicable to those Terry yeah. episodes that we've oh. had, and it's yeah. yeah, it's tricky to sum it up in a yeah, well, yeah. I I know Wes's. <laughs> yeah, you <think> so? <laughs> I do. You 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 have results driven strategy driven. Um, you know, design basically in a way. You really stress the strategy, and you stress you stress results. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And good donuts at fair oh, prices. Oh yeah! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> See again. There's another. That's a good one to throw in there too. You could be. I'm you could multifaceted. Be, you could be guys. personal <laughs> with that because time to make yeah. the donuts. <laughs> I think what what I've what I've figured out with with some of these students is they might be too young to have something in this area. To say, wow, I didn't really, I don't have a, I haven't had a boss yet, or I haven't had someone to say, you know, um, what you do is great. So think about what a family friend or a family member has said or complimented you on when they've looked at their art. You know, ask people around you if need be, because your essence will help define why you matter and why you kind of make a difference with other people. You know, uh, and 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 how you stand out again, because I think that's what it, it leads to this this whole other point. And we ask this of our clients too, and I think we should really be asking it to us, but our benefit, what, what is our benefit? We can name features and we can name skill sets till, you mm -hmm. know, till tomorrow, but we all can find something from our past or something that we did that benefited someone. Like what, how, did you make someone's life easier in a position or in a classroom? Um, you name it, you know, like when you think back to what you've done and like a great success story, maybe Mikhail, like you were saying too, with past clients, do you remember something that you can write down that says, I benefit this person in a way that no one else can, you know, mm -hmm. what, what, yeah. anything come to mind when you think of like your benefit? Um, hot seat, hot seat. Yep. <laughs> no, I mean, benefits are key to selling yourself mm -hmm. for sure. It's, I mean, features are one thing, but pointing to an actual benefit of some, I mean, either it's one time you helped a previous client or it's just in general mm -hmm. the benefit 
that you bring to every client. Yeah. I, well, you, you know. said it too. Like if you said, if, if a client or a teacher said to you, wow, you come up, you can, you concept very quickly. Like you come up with two key ideas right off the bat and you run with it. Like that's a benefit that a, a yeah, employer is going to hear and go, Oh, right. Yeah, like this person's huge. quick to thinking yeah. or multitasks really well, or deadline is very deadline driven, like is always ahead of schedule. Like those are those little things that will help. And I, I've, I remember a, a, someone giving me a resume to help them out with once and kind of lay it out better. You know, they just had it in Word or something. And I was really mm -hmm. impressed with the way they had wrote it. It was every entry of every job experience talked more about the benefit. What, what was the result of them working there, right? Like that's the way to yeah. start thinking about it. And the whole point of this is any of these little things that you can pull out and start applying to your documents and your resumes and everything are the little things, those little shining stars that someone's going to remember you about. And gosh, imagine now where it's so digital with resumes and online uh, applicants and things like that. How else can you stand out unless you put some content in here? And it's, it's just like everything we say with our design, the content of what you're putting into these things by doing these steps and kind of coming up with this stuff really make people stand up and notice you. So I, I just really hope that these, those three steps help you get something down on paper that you might know kind of subconsciously, but it's in a way now on paper and now you can use it. So yeah. with that, now you move into this fact that those three things have now given you what's considered like your story or your whole area. So you've got all this stuff to craft you know, how hard is it like when someone says to write a bio, right? Like the first time you ever had to do yeah. that, oh, yeah. you're like trying to sum up, you know, 10 years into like a paragraph and it's so hard. But for a student, they sometimes feel like they don't have enough. So hopefully this stuff has given them an outline to start putting down these objectives and all these things. And where you do it is you go strictly to your resume, go directly to your LinkedIn profile. I'm hoping like everybody who's listening should be on that on LinkedIn. We'll talk a little bit about it and what one oh, yeah. of the other steps. But think about how this now talks about you as a brand. And all this insight is what you take and use it and push it out there. I saw this one seminar where they mentioned you have all this stuff, right? Everything we've just talked about. And now you are you keep a consistent message and voice on all of your digital platforms. Cause let's face it, I think people are gonna look and see you as an applicant go, let's take a look at this person on Instagram. Let's see what their Twitter feed is. Let's look at what they post yeah. on LinkedIn. Yeah. So if you are consistent and like, let's say on Instagram, you post pictures that support things that happen in your story, things that you stand for, like we talked about, right? So maybe it's congratulating someone on something that did a, a great job on something, keeping it positive, obviously. And then like on Twitter, mm -hmm. retweet and contribute the content that supports the things you believe in. So like all of a sudden, You've got this consistency that people will subliminally kind of or subconsciously get, and it's, it's consistent. And they're like, whoa, Wes was talking about strategy here, and then he brought it up again, and his posts seem consistent with strategy-driven stuff. You've hit home, you know, yep. by doing that. It's branding. Exactly. <laughs> That's branding, baby, because you told yep. a story. <laughs> but I told a story. These benefits, and don't forget those benefits you listed up. That should be how you write your LinkedIn profile. Like get those in there. Don't just say ran and operated, you know, a print shop at my school from two to five on Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, put, yeah. put bullets of your benefit. How did you help? You, you sped up the productivity. You reorganized, you know, the process, whatever it is. And you really shine on those things. Right. You know? No, it's smart. Cool. So you've done all that. And you've, hopefully this is going to help you guys get in there. So now it's, now it's time for like that portfolio thing. And I guess, like you said, Wes, too, this is great stuff for your, your website as well. If you are refreshing your website, you want to refocus. But for specifically on portfolio, one of the things that was out there was there was this great review of all these people that were portfolio reviewers for AIGA because um, they host portfolio reviews all over the country. And mm -hmm. we have ours coming up. May 6th of this year. So I'm really excited about it. It'll be neat to see what the students do. But I asked them what was missing. Like, what did they see that? What did they not see in all these people? And it was such a surprising thing. And I, I, I'll challenge you guys on this to, to answer the question, too. But surprisingly, they okay. thought the most common thing 
was students didn't have an opinion about design. Like they were almost afraid to express how they felt about different designs, specifically the way that they showed their work and discussed the inspiration behind it. And you can you can obviously you can obviously figure out why they haven't they haven't been out in the world yet. They haven't done a lot of yeah. jobs. Confidence is right? a completely different mm-hmm. at a completely different level at that at that exactly. Point. Yeah, that's understandable. Right. You yeah. know. Now, question sure. for you: Is this talk? Is this talking about that they've come to that conclusion um, that the students didn't have an opinion about design based on the portfolio itself, or the based discussion. on the way? Okay, the, the, the way presentation they were, like, of it. Yeah. Present. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Well, and I guess too, like you know, your portfolio should be as clean and minimal and let the work speak for itself. So I, I truly believe that, and it's a good question. It more comes more from the discussion and the way they narrated the, through the process of showing off their portfolio, because that's, that's a tough thing. I mean, I think all of us can go through maybe our website and, and tell a great story about everything, but they haven't done that yet. They haven't had enough experience in front of people to, and they don't want to brag and they don't want to show off. Right. But, what they can do is at least drop in an opinion of why, like, let's say I pulled inspiration here. I always go to this kind of thing for my inspiration because it really evokes a sense of confidence. So that's what I was trying to bring into this design. And yeah. like, that would be an opinion. And, and you're safe because you're not, you're not saying all this style of work or this designer out there I don't like. I'm not saying have an opinion that way, but have an opinion on right. what inspired you. Yeah. You know? And I think what this boils down to, the way I'm kind of picturing mm-hmm. it in my head, what would translate into having an opinion is it's more, yeah, it's about the confidence. It's about mm-hmm. the um, just kind of having, you know, a pulse behind there it you and go. energy when you talk about it. Um, you know, I've talked to designers before, like younger ones who have shown me their work. And yeah, I mean, they just they just lacked so much confidence mm-hmm. that I would probably have that same, you know, comment about them as well. Yeah. But anyone who kind of comes alive when they're talking about their work, that's so much more hireable. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and, and, and hopefully they can, you know, the way to do it is to do more of these things, to get in front of more people, to get confident with it. I think that even the most confident student on their first try, is going to be a little nervous. So, if it means going to multiple portfolio reviews, if it means setting up interviews and going to headhunters or whatever you can do, um, and a lot of these creative services agencies as well, those are great to just even go and have to sit down and, and, and do the interview process again. And what that does is it, it kind of allows you that confidence, like you were saying too, to have that opinion or to, be, to put, put some color into it, like you were saying, and narrate a little bit more um, with some texture rather than just yeah. i did this and this is my this is the logo <laughs> you know right <laughs> so well cuz pe- people want to work with someone who has a good personality exactly that that's one of the biggest hiring factors as it turns out um, cuz if if they're hiring you yeah they got to work with you every day so they want to they want someone they want to work with exactly yeah and, and, and you it counts for a lot and it, how, however you can show that off in that limited time you get right like that's yeah. that's your moment, you know. They also were recommending to obviously only keep in the good work, right? The the work that mm-hmm. you as a designer really care about. And this is the point, I think god, the the amount of um advice out there to students about what to put in your book. I I didn't want to touch this too much because my god, there's so many different levels of, you know, the amount of work, the um, how, you know, are they case studies or are they not? Are they independent pieces or are they connected? Like there's so many things that kids are juggling going, what should I do? I don't know. You know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's so much out there, but one, most of the people were saying, there's Hey, if you care about it, put it in there. Cause you can talk about it more, more passionately, you know? Um, and don't just show mm-hmm. a single design. I've even told a lot of my students that have stuff from previous classes. They have a beautiful logo. And they just have it there. And I said, why don't you turn it into a whole campaign? You know, make it multiple applications. And now all of a sudden you've got this really, really great piece to show off and show it in multiple applications, just like we do, you know? So it's trying to get them thinking that way, um, which is a, you know, it's, it, 
it's hard for us because we see it so easily <laughs> and they're not even there yet, you know? Right. So hopefully that's a way of kind of helping you there. And this, this leads us into case studies, which I think we've all talked about like a lot and shown great examples of them, but what they do and what would be missing if I didn't see these is that it shows how you solve a problem by mm -hmm. giving them a little texture. And you guys have been doing this now on your websites and, and as well, right? With throwing in some case studies? Um, yeah. Have you gotten to that it's yet? More, it's more visual candy than it is explanative, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, not the, the, the standardized, what was the problem? Here's how we did it. And here was the solution. I mean, I'm, I haven't been following that format necessarily, but got it. Um, yeah. Yeah, mine are a little more free form as well. Good. Just kind of, just kind of in paragraph form, talking about. And I, I, tr I don't keep them very long mm -hmm. either because no one wants to read. That's the good news about case studies is they scare people off because it's like oh, I have to yeah, write something. But and they're like my first of the my first of not or or the reviewer does too because they're like here's the first of fourteen case studies and you're like whoa right <laughs> yeah let's keep them short. <laughs> what, what do you guys think about specifically in the case study area of dropping in sketches and um, preliminary, even if they're rough, you know, your first few concepts. Yeah, great. Shows the process. Who doesn't love that? Sure. For a student. Thinking of yeah. a student. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever makes sense in there. If, if it tells the, the narrative, because basically when I think of a case study, what you want to do is kind of however you would need to present what they came to you with yeah, and what the goal was and how you met that goal. If it makes sense mm -hmm. to include drafts that didn't quite make it, then then sure. Yeah, because a lot of people too, and I, and this is another one of those areas I wouldn't want to say – um, 100% do this, but some people have said too, when you show that stuff, it's showing your thought process. And there might even be a few little failures in that, in those sketches. And some people love, want to see that. They're like, look, you, you got to show the bad to get the good. And so there's some people saying that's a neat thing to kind of add in there. I'm not saying that's probably the best thing to concentrate on, but if you have a perfect case like that, it might be, it might be worth showing your process in a way, but ultimately you want these in there because they show that you're worth hiring. They show you solve problems and it takes you, it takes them through your process and that you can ultimately get to a solution. I think that's just the key thing about these case studies. Um, the other thing that I'm noticing too, and a lot of the other designers did as well, was that um, the layout of your presentation and the layout of your portfolio, we, they tend to forget the, des the common design principles that we all apply to. Um, in everything we do, and then all of a sudden the portfolio is kind of laid out a little, a little mishap or a little haphazardly, you know. So don't drop the ball in that spot. Make sure that you are building a grid. You have your typographical treatments, and this this grid should be followed throughout the whole thing. You know, just like we were doing. I, you know, what I said to a kid the other day was like, think of it as a coffee table book. Like, think of it that elegantly that it's minimal on yeah, type and really minimal, right? But there's beautiful, yeah, there's beautiful work. And yeah. I'm sure we've all seen those grids and I, I kind of use this as an example too, but having one nice hero shot and then smaller supporting shots to, to enhance is a nice way to at least start yeah. a project off. And, yeah. and you know, you, you agree? Yeah, I love it. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what I do on my site. It's, it's usually one big hero image of, yeah, usually the homepage or yeah. something like that. And then, then underneath it, there'll be smaller images of exactly. other areas, other things we did, maybe even like Facebook ads we created mm -hmm. for them, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so keep it clean. You know, if you want to have a intro to each, like you might even think of them as chapters. So your project starts as chapters and there's a nice title treatment for whatever the project is. You got to build it for two possible ways, right? There's one where you're either in person and showing the portfolio. So you want to make sure you could drop little cues in there to help you out. Like I do this in presentations where I drop only very minimal text in there, but those, those texts are cues for me to know what to talk about. So maybe you just list out the capabilities of what you did on that project and the solution like the, or the challenge or the, you know, the objective. And that way, just by putting them in there very minimally, you now have kind of a cheat sheet as you're going through the process of knowing what to say. And, you, and that way you're not having to remember word for word, but you're just 
speaking as if you are the art director. So build the portfolio to help you out through that process. The second way is when you're mailing it in or sending it in digitally. So you want to have enough text in there that's just giving them the, you know, the bullet points of what's there, but don't drop in the stories. Don't drop in the 14 paragraphs per, you know, per project, which I, I've seen happen. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, you're wrapping up together, you're getting this portfolio to the great work that you have and you're, and you're setting yourself off and you're going on these interviews. In the, before we get to the interview process, there's a cool little area here to talk about, which is the LinkedIn feature. And um, I use Mikkel, your amazing little LinkedIn post picture on this because I think it's one of the best. And you had, I think you were even telling me you get a lot of people that comment on it. How, what a great, what a great picture it is of you. I think you're holding two bottles of vodka like, <laughs> under your, under your yeah. vest oh in that God. shot. Is that that, that was, was taken perfect. in Melbourne. Oh. <laughs> Circling back in West. Love it. <laughs> but I love your picture because, and I you even had the one with the bubble, uh, the, the, with the gum and everything. Oh, yeah. and, yeah. And, I, and I remember when you took those and the way you even just said you were going to go out and just do these fun kind of lighthearted, like what, what, what made you do that picture and, and tell us a little um, more about like how it's worked for you. Well, I was, I was thinking, gosh, if we're in a creative industry, it kind of, it seems to make sense to kind of have creative, fun, candid shots to um, indicate, but uh, not only that, I just didn't want it to be the okay, ready on three. Um, and so I just, I just found this gal when we were in Salt Lake. Um, she turned out being uh, one of my our drinking buddies. Yeah, <laughs> because those were hard to find on the outskirts <laughs> of Salt Lake. <laughs> but yeah, she and her husband came over a couple times. Um, really great gal, and she was actually she actually called and said, "I'm interested in taking this job because it's not standard." Um, yeah, I think if you're a portrait photographer, don't you would wouldn't you imagine you get tired of the same old? Of course, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she liked the inspiration I was pulling in, and I think by and large, I found um, reference shots from Stocksy. Um, I think if I'm remembering that right, they had kind of this like retro gra graffiti in the background with just kind of some edgy ideas. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, I think I can pull this. <laughs> But she just kind of, we just talked and she just kind of followed me around without it being, um, okay, let's, let's go over here and take a few. So, so it wasn't, yeah, um, as, yeah. um, staged. I love that. Yeah. Which helps. Mm -hmm. So she, she absolutely, um, was a, was a big part, her style cool. as a photographer the, was a big part The best part thing of that. about it is you, it is so fun, but then it's yet 100% appropriate. Like you've nailed it by saying, well, yeah. like, we're in that creative thing. And I'm not saying post some stupid picture with you in a crazy hat and on vacation or something, but First, the first data point that was pretty interesting was obviously you're going to get more views with a, a picture, but a better picture. You can only imagine how much more personality you can show through there. And it's really smart. Like aim it to be business appropriate, right? But let it embrace a little bit of your personality. And I think yours just shines so much too because it's a great example of being there. But like I think it's great for – it's like you just reaching out and saying, you know, Hi. Rather than just yeah, you hope me. it's approachable, right? You exactly. Hope it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's uh -huh. it's so important for that because I think that's the beginning stage of LinkedIn. It's the first impression. So, think yeah. about that. Have have a friend help, even if it's on your iPhone. Just a really good shot, something yeah, a little bit you out of the ordinary. Mean, no crazy means of money for this. That's a really good point. Yeah, um, you know, and and, and it's definitely going to help you. I think I would love to see a little more personality if I was to look up someone and. And th that's just the start of it. Like, right, you, you're right in there. You're, you're, you're refreshing, your, let's say, a bit of your, your online presence and your LinkedIn presence. There's some quick tips here that um, a LinkedIn specialist gave my class a while back. And these, we might have covered these before, but I'll go through them really quickly. You want to join 100 groups. That's the max that LinkedIn will allow you, so take full advantage of it. The thing that it does is as you follow all these groups, these groups are obviously like groups. So there's graphic design groups, there's branding groups, there's web and UI and UX groups, right? All of a sudden, mm -hmm. you're mining for connections because you have this like-minded 
thing, you're both part of the same groups. So you're introduced to people that you, you find more organically. And if these people have a possible lead for you or something, it's a great way to be in, 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 like in line with them. So get into there. Yeah. You can definitely turn them off as far as notifications go once you're in all those. But being a part of them is a, is a huge step. Following target companies. So if you know certain companies you want to get into or that are in the, the, the industry you're looking for, follow them. Because LinkedIn encourages these companies to consider followers, followers first for any potential employment. So it's a good thing to be already following a place that shows some connection. And the most important thing, and this goes to a point I'll tell you about in a second, but contribute to that feed every day. Do something, if it's even just sharing a link or posting something you enjoyed or something about the industry. Do more than just like something or say congrats. Actually put in a personal note because I've noticed too sometimes I'll, I'll make a comment to someone and someone will see that and be like, oh, they'll make a connection and want to connect. And something good came out of that. I would have never met that person if they didn't see my message I wrote on who we share together. So yeah. think about this. LinkedIn has this um, internal background score on you and it's based on your engagement. And what, what happens is the higher your score is with LinkedIn, the better you show up in search results. So if someone goes Los Angeles-based yeah, graphic designer. unbelievable to me. Yeah, right? Like Los Angeles-based graphic designer looking for employment. The, you will show up quicker and faster in that list based on your, your engagement with the LinkedIn profile and the platform. So definitely use it. I never it. knew about yeah, that. Yeah, use it. Isn't that incredible? I mean, it doesn't surprise Not me. Not at all, right? Yeah, it makes right? total sense. Absolutely. And, yeah. and again, That's just take it, take it above the default. The default of, you know when you get a connection from someone and it's like, Bob Smith would like to connect you. It's like, Bob, I've never, I don't even know you. Why should I say <laughs> yes? So write a note. Say, hey, I would love to work with your company. I love what you're doing. I'm a recent grad, would love a connection. Leave it like that, you know? And yeah. be personable. It's no one's doing that on these things because it's so automated. Make sure you're doing that. And so that's kind of the roundup of LinkedIn and why it's so important. But keep that in mind. Use it even if it's just posting something, saying congrats, whatever. Make it a habit in your morning. Anybody should do that. So yeah. it's it's not the you know, it's not the funnest feed in the world, but you know what I mean. <laughs> well, no. you know what LinkedIn should do, pressure. and feel free to steal this LinkedIn. They should like <laughs> they should allow everyone to kind of come up with their own generic message. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you want to connect with someone, uh, like rather than using theirs, Let's it should it. allow you to kind of come up with yours. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I know. All right. I don't have bad that ideas now. Cool. I know. That's cool. Otherwise, you we know, just got to cut and paste it every time, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's better than nothing. And then you just fill in, I like, know. you know, a few gaps here and there to kind of personalize it even more. Yeah, yeah. So let me get through the next two. We got two little sections here. Um, okay. You've done all the prep. You've got your portfolio ready. You've done your LinkedIn stuff. You have your story. The other prep you've got to do is basically before the interview. Like if you're, if you're going to, into an interview, a few things to keep in mind. I always try to say rehearse a little bit. Obviously dress appropriate and be early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, yeah. now we're like the aunts and uncles of everybody. Come on, dress nicely. <laughs> Early's on time, on time is late. Exactly. So always remember that, guys. Drive, leave a little early, never risk it. It's, you know, it's, so, it's such a given right now. But one thing I always try to say is don't have a word-for-word like, you know, a story ready to go. But think of those key attributes. If you've built your story from the discovery part, you should know this story whenever you're asked. But don't memorize it. Don't have a script. But just know the highlights and the things you want to say when you're talking to the interviewer, right? And, and speak up a little bit. Narrate your work. Don't just sit there and, like, wait for questions or comments. Reviewers want to see and hear that you love what you're doing and you are passionate about what you do. So really show that in the way you speak up. And I'm not saying run the meeting and run the discussion, but um, most people were saying that, you know, they're just there like with deer in headlights. Make sure you're, you're mm -hmm. a little more attentive and be flexible because this is the best part that I think anybody now in the digital world has is no two companies, no two interviewers, no two opportunities are the same, right? That you can tweak and shift your portfolio as needed. So if you go to a place and they're in an industry like this or company A, change it, save that resume, save that cover letter as, you know, specific for that industry. And the next one comes around, 
retweak it, save it as another option. So now you've got all these possible things to use when it comes to your cover letter, your resume, whatever it is, and they're more custom fit to that particular opportunity. So think about that in advance. And because it's all digital now, you're definitely just saving as and making new ones. So yeah. anything else you guys think in the in an interview process? I know you've probably sat on the other side of it too when you're interviewing. What, what do you look for and what would be a good tip to throw out there to young students? Yeah, well, I mean, I'll just reiterate again the need for personality. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there, there's really nothing worse than someone who just comes there and and being nervous is one thing. I'm not really talking about being nervous, yeah. but I'm talking about just kind of going in there and, I don't know, being kind of just well, show, dead on arrival that you when you walk in. Showing that this matters, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just going to say I like that. I, I think as in a a potential employer, you want to see that excited nervousness in any potential employee. Um, and, you know, what, whether you're in school or not, I think that's a good indicator because that means you, that just means they're straight up care and concern there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, I, I'm not oh. kidding you. I think that at t- – go ahead, Wes. Oh, sorry. Oh. I – you, you continue. I'll go after you. Oh, I just okay. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I felt like I was inter- interrupting you there for a minute. Um, nope. I, I think for the most part, I can name two former interviewing experiences where my portfolio was not up to chop, but my personality was, and that's how I got in. Neat. They probably assessed that I was going to be, you know, for the most part, without sounding like I'm bragging here, a joy to work with and a joy mm-hmm. to have internally in the office and I love have that. a willingness to learn. And they weighed the options. They, yeah. they, and they, they weighed the option. Yeah, totally. And then right. that's how I gained a ton of experience was just getting that foot in the door with respect to that excited nervousness and passion for the the, I love it. Um, job I was interviewing for, absolutely. It it's so true because like, just just your work and your qualification level is going to get you into like let's say that opportunity. But imagine if someone was really insanely talented. And you were like, oh my god, this works insane. But the person was just you know, like you said, dead on arrival in front of the the, the on the other side of the desk. That's good. That variable is going to outweigh the work. So. Yeah. Right. Good, good point to kind of pull out there and say, like, you know what? Just show that you care. Show that you want to be there. You know, I think that's so true when it comes to that interview process. And and do it often. Try to get a few under your belt so you're feeling more comfortable. And that if, if there's a nerve factor, that'll go away after you've done a few. And after you land a job, yeah. screw it. No more nerves. <laughs> right. Right. And, and the other thing I should mention too, like, mm-hmm. it's not just about having a personality, but I'm. Um, Keep it really positive. Totally. Um, I can think of a few people that I've worked with in the past that were younger, like kind of right out of design school, and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, <laughs> any of our listeners or anything. Hmm. No, no, not a listener. It's someone I, a few people I worked with. Where, the listeners are like, what? <laughs> no, no, but I'm just, I'm not saying this is any of our listeners, but there seems to be a thing now where people kind of want to act a little too cool for school. Yes. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Like There will always be these personalities out there. Right. Don't be that guy or gal in the interview because <laughs> that really turns people off. Like even if that's kind of oh your gosh, even I if you're kind of low key it. like that, mm-hmm. you got to be positive. You got to like Have you guys ever know, been part of like amp a, it up a little interview bit. process system yeah. where, you know, oh, your yeah, opinions... there's one There's I mean, one there. Where everybody but me, everybody but me was so impressed with the portfolio and this mm-hmm. seems like the perfect fit. And I'm going, no, 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 no. This, this was the pre- kind of personality that was my way or the highway. I could just tell. You, you can just oh, tell yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And that's can't, the last place to be shown. It doesn't work. Not like there's any room for that ever, but like the worst place to possibly show that personality is in an interview. <laughs> like, oh, totally. If that yeah. is you, try to get, get – try to, you know – be honest with it. That ego drives people yeah. to do real, and it's trust me. And then you know, it, nothing's going to happen. There's no callback. 
you know, so keep that in mind yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think it's just a matter of being, I don't want to scare anybody and be like, you got to be so perfect, but like, just be yourself. Listen too. don't forget to listen. Yeah. I think unless you're horrible, yeah. then be somebody else <laughs> or just send, send somebody. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll, um, I'll f- wrap this up. Sometimes the worst, <laughs> the worst advice you can give certain people is be yourself. Exactly. But <laughs> That's none of our listeners. That is but. true. I hear you. Um, I'll wrap this up with some final notes. Okay, so these are these are the things that I tell the students because I, I I want our perspective to shine a little light on it. So there's 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 not so much worry. But the first thing is don't put all your eggs in one job basket. Right, obsessing about one yeah. little opportunity is going to set you up for failure. I remember being right out of school and having a few applic- uh, jobs out there or, or resumes, and I went for this one with Disney. And I, I swear to God, I was like, if that doesn't happen, I'm done. Like it, I put so much into that, and it didn't happen. And it was, I took it so personally, but shrug it off because there's a reason you didn't get the job. And that reason is a good one. Like there was probably not the right fit or like it wasn't enough experience or whatever it was. If you got the job, you probably wouldn't have lasted, you know, either way, or they wouldn't have lasted. Right. But it's, it's a two way street. So it is d- so hard to see it. That I know. Way at the time. I know. Trust me. Oh God. Yeah. Talk about, I'll show you some emails I get. (laughs) It's it's not, and it's a tough job market right now. So I I know that, but that's, I'm I'm just trying to say like, is shrug that off and move on to the next one. Just never take it Mm -hmm. personally. Follow up with the real deal, the, the actual thank you notes that that is so rare now. Do that, do that, do that. You want to stand out, send that thank you note handwritten. Okay. Great time to be away from the computer, write a note and send it to that person and always get their address, always get the business card so you know how to get it to that person. The other thing that uh, I had a great guest speaker come in and talk to my class and said, this was a great line. Your first job will most likely not be your dream job. So although there are yeah. some exceptions to this rule, you'll most likely grow out, outgrow your first job or vice versa. So like, yeah. Yeah. don't put it all like that has to be the yeah. end all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because where would we be? But it's okay because you learn so much. Like, of course. You know, yep. you may do be doing a lot of production shit or whatever, but that's going to teach you to be a powerhouse. Yes. Yeah. To a certain degree. So Totally. We, yeah. we already said... It's all worth it. We already said stay positive. I think the one of the best things too, and uh, someone brought this up in my class the other day, I was like, can I ask questions in an in a interview? And of course you can. It's a perfectly fine time to do that. The, in fact, sometimes I think it's a must. I think you got to throw one or two in there to show that you're listening and you're interested. But most, yeah. most importantly, let it focus on the process of that company or is their long-term growth or something about them. Don't ask, when's my lunch break? Don't ask, you know, am I going to get a phone allowance? <laughs> one thing to be... Can I get up early yeah, on yeah, my first day? Yeah, exactly. One thing not to say, too, is like, don't ask about, like, can I use my, your, the work in, in, on my website? Things like that, I, you know, I've had a few in, interviewers tell me when they talk to some students, that was the first thing on their mind because we're in such a show-off mo- mode with Facebook and Instagram, and they want to show yeah. their work the way we do. You know, I get that. But th- they want, that shouldn't be a question you ask until a week to two weeks, and that's probably going to be in your contract, so don't even worry about it. But, like, that just shows you're only worried about you and can I take advantage of what I get out of you from this job. So be really right. conscious about what you say. And the last thing is this, just this. I love this one. This one's my, this is my motto, man. It's like this whole idea of remembering we are a commercial artist, right? We, this is what we do. We're making art for profit. So don't be precious. Be as passionate as you can, but there is no room for precious creatives in any business. I've worked with a ton. I'm sure you guys have worked with a ton too. It's like mm-hmm. that person is the one that doesn't compromise or doesn't know how to, has it their way or the highway. Like you said earlier, you know, these people be passionate, work hard, understand that there's a bottom line that you'll have to compromise and there's going to be some tight deadlines. And I know that's tough to kind of start fathoming with the creative process, but you're going to be the one that they want to work with. If you show this at the beginning, show this now, it will pay off in your future. So like, I I love that one too, because it's true. Like it's a hard transition for a student to go, well, these are my school projects and I'm, I'm getting to talk with 20 people about it and spend six weeks on a project. Now it's six days and now there's money involved and there's profit involved. So 
you can't be that precious person and try to show you that you understand that from the very beginning is the, the main, yeah. you know, you agree? I do. Yeah. I think that might be any employer's biggest reservation mm-hmm. to hiring a, someone right out of, out of school. Yeah. And I think if you can convey that without sounding like you're cold about it, yes, still convey that you're passionate about what you do, but also that you understand that you know you're you're creative for for business for business sake, for yeah. commerce and all that, um, and you're you know what you're doing is trying to help other businesses with their bottom line. Um, and then you love doing that. Yeah. Make that clear. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, like I, I think it's hard too because it's hard to teach this stuff in, in design school. Whereas like I'm battling yeah, with this. You can't teach the passion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And where I'm battling it too is, is I'm trying to stress to them and say, speed up, be quicker and faster. Cause mm-hmm. it's right around the corner. Right. But I don't want them to compromise and have bad work just because I'm speeding them up to get used to. Because there's two, there's the, the biggest priority is to give them portfolio work, you know. So it's a, yeah. it's like we we're saying with the the throttles. If you throw one up, the other one's going to come down. So I'm trying to. It's a hard balance, but um, all I can say is if there's a chance in the interview to bring up the fact that you understand timelines, you understand there's there's a there's a bottom line. They they'll be like, whoa, creatives don't say that. <laughs> so sure. that's a huge positive and, and hopefully that can give you something again to stand out and they'll remember that when they're reviewing and talking as a team, who are we going to hire? You know? So yep. that's kind of the, um, the, the, the advice in a nutshell <laughs> for all good advice. Nick. All you graduating for, seniors. Uh, yeah. I'm sure our, all of our, uh, upcoming graduates are very, you know, I hope so. Yeah, and excited about this information. It would be so a fun, I I w- yeah, be a fun um, to- uh, main topic for even questions. I know we talked about that before, but uh, do a whole question, listener question thing on on the education side. You know, yeah, because I get it. Absolutely, it's a tough one. So yeah, we want to wish uh, you know all you upcoming graduates good luck with your job search and all that. So hopefully this was helpful for that. Yeah, um, and hopefully it didn't come across as like. This like crazy to do list that can be overwhelming Mm-mm. and all the questions in the world. I know. It can absolutely feel that way. I you could pay me money, I wouldn't want to go back. <laughs> but you know what? You, yeah. To your point, uh, Mikkel, this is the only time they're in this transition. You know, yeah. Right, after absolutely. after their first and second job, they're already they're in done. the market now. So like, and then it's done. you only are yeah. in this zone once. So it, it is a, it is hard. I don't want to sugarcoat it too. It's and hard some work. personalities thrive on this stuff. Yes. I mean, love the challenge. Love that you know. Oh, everybody yeah. reacts differently to it. Well, so I think we're gonna we're gonna have a listener question in a minute. Do you guys want to look over that uh, Instagram and find one you like? Yeah. All right. Cool. So while you're doing that, I am gonna give a little love to FreshBooks, FreshBooks because baby. we love them <laughs> so much. FreshBooks is amazing. Um, they've been with us for a long time, and they've uh, they've been supporting the show. So how about support them? And not just because we said so, but because FreshBooks makes it so easy to, you know, look professional to your clients while you're getting paid because none of us want to worry about invoicing. It's, you know, it's the least exciting part of any creative person's job. Mm-hmm. We're not accountants. So, um, you know, basically you're allowed, you get to upload your logo, it pulls your brand colors, and then you can set up clients and set up uh, invoices within about 30 seconds. And it allows you to take deposits uh, so you don't have to make like multiple invoices. You just make one and then you mark it on there, you know, requesting a deposit yeah. and you say whatever percentage you want. Um, and it's even more designer friendly than ever with their new version. It's really intuitive, um, you know, and it makes invoices, invoicing seem sexy. So who wouldn't <laughs> want that? Um, yeah. And, <laughs> and with literally two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks Online Payments and end up with money in your pocket sooner. And their stat is, and I assume they've uh, done their homework on this, with FreshBooks payments, over 60% of invoices are paid within one day. So set it and forget it. And if they don't pay, you can uh, set up automatic reminders, which is amazing because then you don't have to be the bad cop. You just mm-hmm. put you, you, you make it a, you know, a setting on there and say, you're, I'm sending this invoice and then... You know, three days after it's late, send another one, 
and then another one after that, blah, 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 till they pay it. So it's great. Um, so multi-currency invoicing. So if you work with uh, companies from out of overseas, you can invoice them in their own currency. And we've got a 30-day free unrestricted trial with FreshBooks.com uh, for our listeners. So we want you to go to FreshBooks.com slash Deeply Graphic and enter Deeply Graphic Design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, to claim your 30-day unrestricted free trial, go to FreshBooks.com slash Deeply Graphic and enter Deeply Graphic Design in the How Did You Hear About Us section. All right. What's uh, what question do we land on, guys? I I got one. All right, should I go for it? Go for Absolutely. It. All right, yeah. it's from Graphic Enzo. Graphic Enzo. He writes, "Is blog Enzo? Enzo? I think I've heard from we've heard from this guy. Before. Like, I've yeah. spoken with him on Skype nice. before. He's a nice guy. He's in Chicago. There we go. Graphic oh, nice. Enzo asks, is blogging on a consistent basis the best and easiest method to establish yourself as an authority in the field, besides obviously working with clients and building your portfolio, et cetera. If not, are there other suggestions on how to do that? So how do you get yourself established as an authority in the field? I know, Wes, you've, you've yeah. tackled this a lot. I've done a lot of blogging, and I've done videos mm -hmm. on YouTube. So what I would say is um, both of those can work. Mm -hmm. I like both of those methods. But... Only doing it is kind of half yeah. of the battle. So what I mean by that is you got to do it and then you got to push it out there. Mm -hmm. So just to have it on your own blog is fine. But unless you're like, unless you have a heavily trafficked blog by your uh, client base, which is probably not super likely right away, um, you're going to want to, uh, you know, write the blog posts and then push them out to Facebook, LinkedIn, especially um, this works out really well if you know who your clients are, if you have um, a niche or yeah. even if it's just like, even if your niche is just, you know, small businesses and you can join a bunch of groups for small business owners, um, you know, LinkedIn will let you repost your same blog post on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, so, you're right. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So that is a good way of doing it. And you know, consistency is key on this. Mm -hmm. um, you can't just do it every once in a while. If you're really trying to establish yourself as an authority, yeah. Um, which I mean, that may be the wrong way to look but at it. But you make it. it you got to make it a habit, like in a way. Yeah. That it's a it's a goal. Yeah. Right, and and the goal should not be to be an authority. The goal should be to put your message in front of the right people. Yes. You know. Yeah. Um, you can blast your message to everyone in the world, but. What you really want to do is get more clients mm -hmm. and establish yourself as an authority to them. So figure out where they are online, do your content, whether it's blog posts or videos or podcasts, if you want to do it that way, and just make sure they uh, it gets in front of the right people. Yeah, yeah. I heard from a good friend that's of mine it. that's starting a whole podcast on the branding of beer. And it's just because there's so many people out there that looking. That is a niche podcast. There's, yeah, exactly. But so many people looking for particularly the talent in that zone because it's becoming such a sought after thing. I thought that was kind of cool, you know, yeah, and, cool. and I think also too, I see a lot of other designers who are taking advantage of the Facebook live and, and YouTube live. And a lot of these ones that are obviously the YouTube model, but doing them in all these different other ways and having consistent, like doing it on every Monday and having, yeah. uh, you know, a lesson learned or something unique about that. One of the things I've been trying to do is more the guest speaking thing because it's like I'd rather like talk and meet and and mm -hmm. building up a speaking engagements page and having a PDF to send out. Like there's all there's so many different ways you can do this, you know, and and build up yourself. And I, I love your your approach too because it's you're going after the people that could actually you know give you business rather than talking just design to other people. You're talking how your design firm gives a benefit to to an industry to a potential client. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. That's a good point, Nick. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I may have insinuated it before, but, you know, basically keep in mind a lot of designers, and I, I've done a lot of blog posts like this myself, mm -hmm. that it's kind of geared toward other creatives, which is fine. And it's good to give back like all, like that. But um, if, you're, if you're doing this with the eye on getting more clients, then you want it to be geared toward them. So yep. 
make sure you're speaking their language, putting it in terms they care about. Um, you know, because otherwise, if you're just talking about design to other designers, that's great, but it's not going to get you more yeah. so, so business. Like figuring out why you're even doing it. Is it, you know, there's, I think everyone has a different reason for it, but right. if it's typical, if it's to grow, you know, he says, obviously, this is besides that and building your, your, your portfolio and all that. So it's got to be for the result of like more clients and, and more for your business. So totally right. Gear towards the people you want to work for or come to you and let them find you organically because you, you are looking like the authority out there in your post or what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well said. Cool. Yeah. Anything to add, Michelli? <laughs> Travel wow. the world and let people yeah. see you in your t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> without makeup and a shower you're 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 you're, you're, you're the awesome. authority of graphic design in australia now thanks to that oh my meetup. Gosh. <laughs> i love it oh That's and so she great. was just such a doll and so excited and i was looking at her like what is happening <laughs> I, feel yeah, bad. I, I would be really thrown for a loop if that happened in another country for yeah sure. yeah i just wasn't thinking i just yeah, and I Did just you ever think you're like the David Hasselhoff of Australia? <laughs> 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 I think you oh, are. That's hilarious. <laughs> Bigger than hula hoops. All right, so I want to keep reminding you guys to keep sending in the listener questions to questions at thedeependdesign.com. Uh, we love the audio ones, especially. Um, or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. And we apologize if... You send a question or whatever, and we haven't gotten to it. Um, maybe we're working to it, or maybe it's one that we couldn't really answer. Um, we got one recently, an audio question that was lovely about uh, how we protect ourselves legally. Um, and it was kind of a technical question that we didn't really know what to... I don't think we had a really good answer. I, I don't think it, we had so. our lawyers draw up a disclaimer quick yeah. enough <laughs> to give yeah, you any so, advice. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you, sometimes it's a question and we just say, I don't know. So then we can't answer it. So, you know. Just cover, so cover, cover your ass. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. So good luck to everybody for tax time. It's coming right Thanks up. Thanks for mentioning yeah. that. Oh, my God. Sorry. I owe everything back today. Oh, God. Or at least the, hey. the, the, the final numbers and everything. Oh, God. Just yeah. kills. Sore subject oh, for me. I know. Yeah, I'm still waiting to hear my numbers back. I've got my tax you know, guy I got on my it. numbers. We, we gotta, we, it's again, it's like the levers thing. He's like, if you move this, you got to move that. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> he goes, you need to tell me what to do. I can't. I'm like, oh, God. This is hilarious. Right. I get it. He's covering his ass. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Get those deductions, though. Oh. All right. You got it. Cool. Well, good luck to everybody with that. And with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast.